Good evening, Demon fans, and welcome back to the Demon Land podcast. My name is Andy, and well, we did our best to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory and failed. And as a result, we're back on the winners list. Following this football team is not for the faint-hearted. In just 411 days, we went from 109-point victors to winning by under a kick. Grapeviney, I'm still in Queensland, and I nearly kicked in a TV that uh, didn't belong to me. How was it at the ground? Uh, it was pretty tense at the end, Andy. Um, it was pretty tense all the way through the last quarter, and I thought uh, there weren't a lot of Demon fans there, to be honest. We were significantly outnumbered by the Blues, but uh, I think um, those of us who were there sensed pretty early on in the last quarter that trouble was looming, and uh, so it proved. I um, I had in my notes just about the crowd. Um, I can't, can't see where I put it, but it did sound, they said there was 55,000 there, did sound like it was overwhelmingly a, a Carlton heavy crowd. Um, how, how was that at the ground? Is, is, is that accurate? That it was probably about four to one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, um, yeah, it wasn't the greatest of days and uh, not a lot of Demon fans um, out in force. But I, I was actually surprised that they got such a big crowd. But it was uh, it was largely a it was largely a Carlton crowd. I think I think Carlton fans are quite optimistic. I think they feel that uh, things have turned around for them. Uh, they're going to get a new coach. I don't know whether they'll keep the caretaker coach, but I, I think they're quite optimistic that their rebuild, uh, this rebuild, is going to be successful. And uh, we we well we know all all too well about rebuilds and failed rebuilds and. Maybe we have to rebuild again, but uh, they seem very confident. And I, I also feel that Carlton fans are absolutely clueless about the rules of the game, um, more so than most other, other clubs. They call ball or 50 or they, and they just boo, boo at everything. Yeah, am I unreasonable to say that or is just my hatred of Carlton coming through? Uh, I thought we had, for the most part, the rub of the green yep. on the weekend, so perhaps they had reason. Uh, there, I've, I've watched certainly the third quarter a couple of times uh, since, and the, um, we got a, a couple of decisions our way that quarter that were probably a bit baffling. So, look, I think we've uh, noted on the program throughout the year that the umpiring, um, the standard of the umpiring has, has fallen across the comp, and, um, yeah, Probably saw that in uh, again on the weekend. About the umpiring, this was the first week, I think, for a long time that I felt that we really had the run of, rub of the green, as you say, from, from the umps, but not in the last uh, quarter. Um, it was certainly overwhelming. Uh, the free kick stats at half time were in our favour, but by the end of the game, it was even Stevens. And I, I think we were struggling to get a free kick towards the end, and they were getting everything, but. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if uh, this is the umps evening things up or it's just my uh, one-eyed uh, Melbourne coming out. Um, that Hannon kick at the end, uh, that really <laughs> summed up uh, our year perfectly. I, I think I actually blew on the TV, the, the aforementioned TV that I nearly kicked in. I think I was blowing on it, blowing that ball over the line. Uh, I, it's very rare that you see it because it looked like it had momentum and then just absolutely died in the ass. Yeah, look, everybody, um, it looked fairly, fairly soon off the boot, it looked like a good thing, and uh, um, yeah, you just thought this is this is going to bounce through, and bang, it just it stopped dead in its tracks. It's incredible, as you say, it uh, encapsulated the season perfectly for us. And I've paused. Uh, the Brayshaw slide in with his boot. And that should definitely, um, I think they definitely should have called or, or done a review on that. I don't know how conclusive it would have been, but it did look like he got his foot to it. Um, it, it probably would have gone with the old, it's the umpire's call, and he's called it a, a point. But I think that should have been reviewed. It could have cost us a game in the end. I, look, I, I didn't think... I like the fact that uh, David Roden, it was, um, behind the goals there, um, didn't go to the review. But as they pointed out um, on on the couch on Monday night, the fact that it didn't go to review meant Carlton could then move the ball quickly in um, from the kick-in. 
Um, whereas if it had gone to review, we would have had time to sort of set up. So um, in that sense, it did sort of impact the game. But I'm comfortable if the goal umpire is willing to back themselves. And from what I saw um, on TV, it looked like a good call. Um, Even before the final quarter, um, before I knew we were three men down, um, and I spoke to you just shortly before we went on the air, um, that I thought we'd give up the lead and you disagreed. Um, For me, it's no surprise that that's exactly what happened. Um, I think we only had nine rotations in the last quarter. And I think for the whole second half, we were two men down, if I'm, if I'm correct. Uh, I think Hoare and Petty were both off before halftime. Um, no, I think Petty went off in the third. In the third, okay. And yeah, then, then probably about midway through the third or earlier. Yeah, just, just before midway through the third. And then once T-Mac's gone down, I, I just sort of knew they'd come out, out hard and I knew we'd be, you know, sort of... Uh, Cooked, uh, I'm not sure if you know these stats. I, I, I saw some stats. I'm, I'm something about our last quarters. Um, I think we're negative 84, and this was before um, this was before this this week. We were negative 84 in um, in last quarters this year. And um, I actually thought it was even more than that. Maybe I've seen the post um, post this week stat. But yeah, I, I did see that kind of number, and uh, uh, yeah. Um, but look, th- there was a reason, as you point out, on the um, on the weekend, uh, when you're down to nine rotations in the final quarter, you're going to struggle, and we struggled. Um, I think Angus Brayshaw said it was the tightest he's ever been at the end of a game. So um, you could see uh, uh, the ruckman was out on his feet, Braden Press too. So. Um, they were all cooked. Uh, yeah, and uh, Brayshaw had that uh, run at the end. He ran from the, you know, almost the yeah. mid- middle of the ground uh, right to the goal goal line. So Should Hannon have given the handball over the top? It's funny. People have uh, mentioned this, um, um, that the video footage shows um, Brayshaw, and there was another guy also next to... We had another guy as well. I'm not sure who it was. Um in line with Brayshaw, but they were both pointing forward. So either he should have, you know, sometimes they just pop it up sort of in front of them, but then you sort of, you know, you can Taking have a the, chance on the bounce. Taking a chance on the bounce, the bounce, could just uh, the bounce up, bounce left, right, and knowing how luck it goes, who knows where. Um, so I don't know. Uh, he could have maybe handballed over the top. I'm not sure where the Colton player at the time was. Um I don't know. That, look, if it wasn't wet and soggy, uh, I'm not. What, it started trickling. It started raining towards the end of the game. So you know, I don't know. Most nine times out of ten, that ball probably goes through the goals at least a point. Yeah. Look, it was, there was nothing wrong with the kick from Hannon, and Angus and Hannon might have well thought, well, we're both knackered. We're we're pretty much the, um, the same. Just now, there's only a few feet away from him. Um, it doesn't really matter which of us takes the kick, so go for your life. Uh, Big Prusy, you mentioned him before. He, I thought he was impressive in the ruck. He's had 44 hitouts, 14 disposals, five marks. I mean, he's not Max Gorn. We're, no one's under any illusions about that. Um, we've, I've been screaming for him to be in the team with Max for most of this year, uh, if not even just to see how they both perform together. Um, and he obviously, you said he was cooked at the end of the game, but who wouldn't be rucking the whole time? And then with uh, T-Mac going down uh, in the last quarter, uh, before the last quarter. Um, but I was impressed uh, with the job that he yep. did. You know, uh, he's playing on Cruiser, who's, you know, what's he had in the end? He's had uh, 24 hitouts, only 11 disposals. So I think he's performed quite admirably uh, against a, a number one, a, a former number one uh, draft pick. Yeah, and with T-Mac going out, and we'll discuss this later, you'll probably get your wish. <laughs> There's um, no Or choice. you might get your wish this week. <laughs> By default. <laughs> uh, yes, but, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I've got in my notes that I've just written here, I said oh, he obviously won't be dropped uh, if Max returns this week, given T-Mac's injuries. Um, no, look, look, you're right, he played well, so um, good on him. Yeah. Uh, look, uh, it'd be interesting, and obviously it's a moot point now. Do you think he would have got a game uh, had T Mac had T Mac uh, not got injured? Do you think they would have kept him in 
with Max coming back? Um, without knowing the Bulldogs' sort of situation and set up, yeah. I thought he did enough to deserve another game, yeah. whether it warrants in the matchup and, um, yeah, playing on a on the um, narrower uh, Dockland Stadium um, is a different different story. Um, uh, our kicking for goal, uh, particularly from set shots. It's just been absolutely woeful this year and, and this game, uh, with the exception of our kicking in the third quarter, uh, was no exception. Uh, Wiedemann missed a couple of absolute sitters. Uh, one of them, he yep. missed everything. Uh, is that in the head? That's got to be in the head because he's usually uh, a great kicker goal, but he's... Uh, he's definitely down on confidence, Sam, at the moment because uh, when he's kicking properly, he kicks through the ball. And he hasn't been doing that. He's trying to been trying to guide it um, from you know from 30, 25, 30 metres out. So uh, I think it's just a confidence thing for him. And um, but I, look, he keeps cracking in and having a go. It's not coming off for him at the moment. Even the goal that he did kick, uh, the ball the ball sort of fell in his arms. He almost dropped it, um, a chest mark out the out the back there. But. Um, uh, He's coming along fine. Yeah, it's it's a confidence thing with him. I, th- I think it's a it's a it's a massive confidence problem. I think for all players because it seems that whenever uh, we've got players within scoring range, and we've talked about this often uh, this year, in particular the last couple of weeks, definitely players are taking a mark and they're looking to give it off to someone else as, as if they're terrified uh, to be the one responsible to to kick it themselves. So. It's well, how did how did that situation happen when Nibbler kicked out on the full from? He was about twenty meters out, yeah. and he could have had a shot for goal. I don't know whether he was kicking for goal and it it really went wayward, or whether he was trying to pass. And it was just, what is going on here? Why are we not kicking these goals, these absolute sitters from from sort of fifteen twenty meters out? It's just bizarre. And as you say, this um, uh, we saw last year how well. Um, the teamwork can be and sharing, um, you know, and players out the back and giving off. But there's got to be an element of uh, taking on the responsibility too. And uh, the balance is right out of whack at the moment. I've got no problem with them passing it off to somebody, but you've got to hit them. You've got to, you can't miss with those. If you're going to give it to a guy in a better position, it's got to hit them. And if it's not, you take the responsibility yourself. It's just yeah. it's very frustrating. And you shouldn't be missing by 15 and 20 metres. And some of those kicks are, are missing by by wide margins. Um, our injury ro- woes uh, have gone from bad to worse. Uh, Marty Hall, who's been a great find for us. Uh, it's just disappointing <coughs> Excuse me, that he's going to miss anywhere between two to four weeks or possibly, um, I think he's listed. Have they given a listing for him? Is he still TBC? Um, so I'm not sure. Uh, but he could could miss the rest of the year, depending on how the collarbone heals. Um, yeah. It's a shame. Uh, Petty may be back this week, um, uh, depending on the concussion. and But, you know, the losing of the rotation with him off the ground was the main oh. damage done already. Uh, with that one, because uh, he can probably be replaced uh, in the team. Um, and T-Mac, just obviously a huge blow. I mean, he, he's started to find some form. Uh, kicked six, <laughs> six until three-quarter time, and, yeah, that, w- that was huge. Um, and I guess we don't know how the game would have panned out with him still on the ground in the last quarter. Um, a couple of stats regarding T-Mac at the G this year, and this is just for games at the G. First seven games, he averaged uh, 10.1 disposals, 3.4 marks and 0.6 goals. Um, the last two games, he's averaged 24 touches, 8 marks and 4.5 goals. So, uh, I mean, this was <laughs> this was T-Mac coming into the T-Mac that we know and love from uh, last year. Uh, it's going to be a big loss for us this year, but let's be thankful there was no ACL uh, damage there. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, again, it's uh, uh, as though the footy gods are playing a, a tragic joke on us all. Um, the timing of it—he oh. looked—he looked great on the weekend. As you say, it was back to back to the Tommy Mac of two thousand and eighteen. 
I just wonder what is it that uh, has sparked this turnaround in him because, um, you know, we were thinking, you know, there was some injury. He doesn't, didn't look like he was carrying any injury that, that I've been speculating all year that there's something had to have been wrong with him. Uh, but he certainly the last couple of weeks has not looked like being hampered by anything and, and now the footy mm. guys have cruel cruel. Uh, Who knows what's happening with those mysterious toes of his. Yes. Uh, but one one door closes, another one opens. It's time for Wiedemann to stand up um, in the remaining weeks and he's got to show something and let's hope that he can. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Frosty. He's a weird one, Frosty, because he has moments of brilliance. He takes some great intercept marks. Um you can you can you can bank on him to take that mark uh, in a, in the last line of defence. <coughs> um, Excuse me. But then sometimes he just does some silly things and coughs it up, and it can be quite costly. He's a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde team sometimes, but I, I have been impressed with him. But I want to pull my hair out sometimes. Yeah, you're not the lone ranger there. Um, look, he's playing with a lot more confidence than he did last year. And uh, I mean, he is he is the uh, he is the epitome of chaos ball, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but with him, I would so, prefer that he didn't play that for him not to play the chaos ball. Like, I just well, no, I mean that game. dash out of the back line and yeah. the I'm just going to get good, this yes. and run. Yeah. Good on him because he he doesn't uh, you know he doesn't really get caught. It's the um, it's the turnovers from the kicks that are the issue rather than the, the run and carry. But I, I think I'd prefer him to, to, to bomb it and kick it long <laughs> rather than just a short cough up and, the, and, and I think in one yeah. case they, yeah, they scored well, a goal directly from it. Um, if he's going to run, run and then kick it long, <laughs> maybe um, less yep. costly that way. Uh, but yeah, been quite impressed with uh, some of the confidence he has shown. Um, uh, Clary stepped up. Uh, I thought, in, you know, stepped up a notch in the, la- in the last, particularly when they got close. Uh, it was a great pass-off uh, to Hunt, which ended up winning us uh, uh, the game. Uh, what were your thoughts when Hunt uh, had that ball? He's kicked, um, I think he's kicked 18 goals, 10, and he's, he's missed some sitters this year. So, so my heart was in my mouth. Um, did you give him a chance? I actually wasn't too fussed because I thought he's going to score, so I thought that'll be the game regardless. Um, uh, although that would, as we know, that didn't sort of turn out to be the case. But um, uh, yeah, no, I was, I had, I was reasonably confident that he'd that he'd get it, Hunt, um, because he'd had his kicking boots on before that, uh, with a couple in the third. Uh, someone in the post-game thread uh, said something that amused me. They said that the only winner on the day was the Adelaide Crows, um, given that they are the ones that still hold pick two as a result of our win. Uh, there were a lot of people in our post-game thread that uh, they weren't happy with the win. Um, I, I think you've got to be happy with the win, even ugly wins, uh, especially with Absolutely. the where we've had. There, there was a lot of angry... Angry people uh, in our post-game thread, I must say. It sort of uh, was 50-50 uh, in terms of who was happy yep. and who wasn't. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the happy side. Um, it, look, it's a miserable season. No one's denying that. So enjoy the few wins that you're going to get. But uh, we controlled that game until three-quarter time. Um, as, a, as we did discuss earlier, I didn't think at any stage of the game that we are under... Uh, under threat from Carlton until the injury situation in the last quarter. Um, So I thought we were, yeah, we comfortably accounted for them um, outside of that. Now, look, the the comeback wasn't good and, uh, yes, it had its reasons, but no one likes to see, you know, six and a bit goals uh, whittled down like that. Um, Yeah, but... You know, as I say, in a in a, uh, in a year with few joys, um, celebrate them when you can. I wasn't particularly impressed. I thought we should have been 
a lot further up at quarter time. We missed our yeah. chances to be only, I don't know what we're up at quarter time, but I think it was only three goals up. We could have been five or six, uh, possibly more, Even more, more yeah. up at that time. And, and certainly at three quarter time, uh, we should have been a, a lot further up. Um, we sort of, again, bled goals. We were kicking goals and then just quickly, very quickly just giving them up. Um, so, yeah, for me, that was the disappointing thing. I wasn't impressed with our skills. I- I'm going to let them off the hook a little bit with the last quarter and the rotations. Uh, you know, they were, they were absolutely cooked. And you know, when you when you can't um, when you can't make the changes that you want to, um, it, it's it's very hard. Yeah. Uh, Look, make no mistake. The skills in the first half were atrocious from both sides. That um, was just Carlton's, so much worse. Carlton's skills in the first quarter were. Probably the worst I've seen this year, including all of our games. And as you say, we could have been a lot more up. But um, I, I think, uh, I think yeah. our, th- our first three, four goals or something were directly from their turnovers. Um, yeah. So, so we, that's where it was frustrating because they were coughing it up and we, we didn't make and, it pay. Yeah. And as you say, the real worry is the ease which, with which they scored, even in the third quarter. Um, uh, you know, it took us forever to do what we had to do throughout the game. But as soon as they went forward, they goaled. Every time. Um, yeah. Every time. And that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the real worry. And uh, as bad as our set shot kicking was, um, they've got a player, uh, Levi Casbolt, uh, who, according to Mike Halton mates, couldn't hit the side of a barn um, usually. And he was just slotting things through from the boundary from everywhere. And well, didn't we nominate him last week as being the most likely to kick a bag against us because he was so hopeless in front of goal? Yeah, I knew it. I think it, we have to, if we go back over the transcript, <laughs> you'll find that on the tape. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh... Bin Man's asked, uh, or Bin Man said that he'd love to see Frosty on the wing. What do you reckon about that one? I would like to see him on the wing, but I think we need him in defence. But it all depends on what happens once once Lever's back in the team and settled nicely, and and Hall back. And I think we're obviously talking about next year. Um, yeah. If we can get a situation where we can have May in there, Lever, uh, Hall, um, you know, Jeddah back as a small, and then have Hibbard um, as the other smaller off, the, and then with Salem, then yeah, maybe you can bring Frosty up to a wing. Um, I've liked him in that uh, he can kick a goal. He can kick a goal on the run. So, um, yeah, given if we've got all the pieces in place, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see him tried uh, off the half-back wing, um, for sure. But it's gotta, we've got to have the players on the park and at the moment we need him where he is. Yep. Dee's efforts, uh, just on the back of what we talked about a moment ago, said that of all the games last round, our game actually had the second lowest the equal second lowest number of turnovers um so yeah in terms of sort of the sum it was low but it's as he says it's just the basic errors without pressure that really stick out and um, there was an abundance of those on sunday that's an indictment on on the level of skill across the board of the afl at the moment i didn't watch any games this week besides our own um but from what i've read uh i've I've heard some people uh, saying how, how poor some of the skills in some of the games are. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the skill level across the competition is terrible this year. So uh, the Hawthorne-Collingwood on Friday night was very poor standard. Um, and you've got games where it's five goals to four midway through the third quarter. So, um, as I've said before, not enjoying my footy this year. No, definitely. It doesn't help when we're not winning. Uh, George on the outer in the uh, chat room has just brought up a point that I had next on my list. He says, what do you think about Lewis being on a tag, uh, being on a tagging role on Murphy? And I had in just the notes I put down, I thought, uh, I thought he had a, a good game at times and at times had the better, better of Murphy. Uh, I think Murphy's had quite a number of possessions in his last couple of games. I think he's kept him down to 24, so... Yeah, do, were you happy with uh, when you saw Jordan Lewis line up in the middle? <laughs> I was nervous. Nervous, yeah. Uh, but look, he, he, um, Murphy was pretty quiet. Um, he doesn't add a lot of value these days, Jordan. He's he's just spends way too much time on the ground. Um, 
like literally on the ground, off his feet. Uh, he goes to ground very quickly. So well, whenever there's a contest, he's out of it quickly. You asked the question. You asked the question last week whether we'd see him play again, and I, or someone in the chat room, I think maybe asked the question if we'd see yep. Lewis again, and I said no, I don't think we'll see him again. But obviously he's come in. We're we're, we're short on on uh, on players. Um, yeah, he came in. Yep, and it means Jones can play at half back as Big Man says in the chat room, and that's going all right at the moment too. Yeah, and apparently Jones didn't come off in the last. I think he was also a bit cooked uh, in the last, uh, given our, our lack of rotations that we could make. Um, what about uh, Christian Petraka? Um, there was a thread made about him on, on Demonland this week, that, uh, and it was a positive thread about track for once, which was nice <laughs> to see, um, that maybe he has just quietly, uh, you know, had his breakout games just quietly sneak up on us. I think he's. I think he's had a great game, and I, you know, his strength and evasive skills are great. He impacted the scoreboard this week with three goals. Um, I've been very happy with him in the last few weeks. Yeah, yeah, he's playing really good footy, and I generally agree with the proposition put forward in that thread that rather than sort of bursting onto the stage in one massive game, he's just sort of slowly building to a really, really high level. Um, and he's look. He's been one of the few players that's improved year on year, and has improved throughout the year. So, um, good on him. Yeah, it's about about time we were sort of waiting for it to happen. I think it's it's happened while we were all <laughs> concentrating on it. And um, yeah, I, you know, I, I like what I see. Uh, how did you rate uh, Cole Dunkley's first game? He's had 11 disposals, five tackles uh, uh, in the forward pocket uh, and three goal assists. And uh, the, the one that stood out for me was the kick that he kicked to T-Mac. I thought it was a, a really well... It was sort of a... Not a dribble along the ground, but he, he, he just kicked it really nicely so that it would bounce nicely into yep. T-Mac's hands who ran in for a goal. Um, I like his... I like him. Um Happy to see more of him. Yep, good debut. Well done. And uh, and and five tackles like that's you know the coaches want to see see those that kind of energy and those kind of numbers, don't they? Well, so we, we were um, we were critical uh, last year of like uh, Dean Kent. I think he spent time in the in the twos because of the tackling pressure. There was you know I think he got sent to the twos to build that up into his game. And Garlett obviously been critical of him with his uh, lack of sort of defensive efforts in the forward 50. And for yep. Kyle Dunkley in his first game to go out and get five tackles, that's what we want to see as a forward. And, you know, I'd like to also see him um, kick goals as well, and I'm sure that will come. And the three goal assists, you know, is, is on his way to that. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yep. Um what did you think of uh, Caro? Um, what show she on Footy Classified? Um, mm. Saying that we over-celebrated the win. Yeah, I thought it got... <laughs> she beat it up and then what she said got beaten up on Demon Land <laughs> because it was almost a throwaway comment. And I, look, they brought it up, so I guess it, it's not a throwaway comment. Um, they've decided to mention it, but... Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, we won the game. We're allowed to celebrate a win. Exactly, it's not like and we particularly were... when the odds are stacked against you, and yeah. the players would have known at three quarter time that this is going to be difficult. Um, so yeah, celebrate the win. It's a trying year, so um, if you we, know it's if... important to get the confidence that comes with a win too. If we were a top four team this year and we were five goals up and coughed up a, a five goal lead and just snuck in a win, yep. maybe then you can say, guys, maybe ease up on the celebration. But we've had a dog of a year. We've barely scraped five wins together uh, yep. against the odds with three men down in the last quarter. We gave it, you're allowed to celebrate the wins, and particularly when you've had a year like we've had. I've got no problem with it, and uh, she can go stuff herself. They were beating it up because Chris Judd commented last September that we were over-celebrating yep. before we'd, you know, achieved anything. So they referenced it off that, but they were trying to, um, you know, 
uh, beat it up a bit and um, you've taken no, the bait. I you've ha- taken the bait, it seems. Yeah, I have. But the, I, I've not- I was going to comment in that thread that um, someone someone mentioned that it was in the age the next day um, and I was going to post that that person must be the – that. He must be the person that's reading, still reading the age, because <laughs> there aren't many people that do that anymore. And you won't be able to buy it in your news agent for much longer, anyway. Oh, is that a is that a scoop or is that, or is that no, a... no, that's an opinion, okay. not a fact. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, look, I had no problem with the celebration. He, he Juddy made those comments about the game in Perth. Um, the ce- was that the game, the celebration in that game? Uh, that we'd made that finals, made yeah, finals. that's yeah, right. I yep. had no problem going over to the West and, and no. getting a job done. Uh, let them no. celebrate. It's not like they, they went on a bender for, you know, for a week yep. after that. Then I'd have a problem. But um, You're right. If, if we were, you know, up the top of the ladder and we'd thrown away a lead, and by all means, that we've over-celebrated. But this team's had a... A trying year, so let them enjoy the wins. And it was a good one in the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, that's all from my notes of the game. Anything else from this particular game that, that do you think uh, needs mention? Uh, no, that uh, that fairly covers it for me too, I think. All right. Um, uh the other thing that I had in the, the our other notes uh, for the game, uh, B- Bartlett, uh, no major review um, at the end of the year. What would you make of those comments? Um, happy with them. Very happy with them. You're happy that he made those comments or are you happy that they're not going to look at what went wrong or you you sort of happy with what the way this season... No, I just don't think that we need to have a major review. And I think uh, good organisations are constantly reviewing what they're doing, and they don't wait. Um, they don't wait to make changes, and we've made changes already. Uh, I expect there might be a few more come the end of the season, but no one's mounted a case uh, as to why we need a thorough or external review of everything. Um, We've, you know, we've lost, what is it, 12 games or whatever, and, you know, we've been crapped for 12 games or half a season. Um, You have a major review if you're two or three years into the, um, you know, down the track and you're going nowhere still. That's when you need to have a thorough review. Um, uh, You don't... You can't just make um, losing a few games the threshold for let's have a review because then every team that's down the bottom of the ladder every year would be in constant review because you're either at the end of a cycle of um, uh, cycle of seasons where you've gone nowhere, so you do need to have a major review, or you're doing the Melbourne thing is you've had 12 bad games with mitigating circumstances and you're also having a major review. So as I, no one's made a case as to why we need it. And I saw... Um, I saw someone say in the thread today that, you know, why not just double-check everything? Well, if you go to the doctor and the doctor says you've got gastro, you don't say, well, can I just have a scan on my knee as well just to make sure that I haven't also done my ACL? Um, if there's a if there's a problem, it needs to be fixed, and I expect the club to be able to diagnose that without a thorough or external review. Uh, I like this post by Jaded. Uh, in that thread we're talking about. Um, he says, uh, the best slash only good thing about this season has been the calm heads and the stability that the club has shown. No leaks, no finger pointing, no board meetings. It's all been kept and dealt with internally. Uh, at least we can sleep easy knowing that the club is no longer operating as panicked amateurs and I'm certain we will make some of some off-season changes to our coaching, fitness and development teams and... And yeah, I sort of agree with that. Uh, we saw couldn't that, agree more. Yeah, we haven't. Couldn't seen, agree more. There's been none of that. Um, you know, the, the only thing that's come out was really the and there's sort of been proven or at least no substance to it was the um, uh, Brendan McCartney, um, you know, uh, issues or mm-hmm. you know, yeah. issues in inverted alleged alleged issues. issues there. So. Um, Look, what's the precedent for a football club going into major 
crisis mode after half a bad season. There's none. And uh, you notice that there's no, I mean, there's no, been no pressure in the media for, for such a review. Um, and it's really only coming from people on Demon Land who, you know, if anything, the criticism of the administration is, is uh, yeah, that they haven't done enough and Perth hasn't been seen and they should be saying something and doing something. So I couldn't agree with Jaded more. Um, call heads um, that understand uh, understand the predicament we're in and are prepared to wait the required length of time to properly assess the situation, which will be in about 12 months' time. Uh, do you think it all stems from us not going on the camp last year? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll move on uh, to the Casey game. I didn't say I haven't seen any footy this week on my, on my uh, holidays. Um, so I, I didn't really even see anything about the Casey game. I know that we've won our fourth on the trot, um, albeit we nearly kicked ourselves <laughs> out of it. Uh, 11 goals 19 to 11 goals 6. Um, any, any, you know anything about the game? How did, uh, I know nothing at all. Um, I, haven't, I didn't even know that we'd won. I haven't even checked the thread. I've been so busy. But it did. Um, I was thinking at the weekend about... Um, about the 1948 grand final, which we won against Essendon, in light of Frio kicking whatever they kicked on the weekend and Casey uh, Casey's kicking woes and Melbourne's kicking woes, in the uh, in the drawn grand final of 48, Essendon kicked 727 um, to our 915, and then we beat them. We beat them the week after. So 727. To nine fifteen. Wow. Um, so imagine losing a granny on that kind of kicking. Oh, well, I'd be um, pulling my hair out, I think. Yeah. Um, that would. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't survive that, would we? Oh no, uh, I can't imagine the podcast after after that one. <laughs> Did they have podcasts in those days? Um, no, they no. didn't. <laughs> um. I'm sure it all went down at the pub after the, after the game. Interestingly, though, um, there was a post, a rather large post from Percy Beams this week, who, of course, was a, um, a very famous Melbourne player, but um, uh, but was also a very well-known journalist for The Age. Um, so uh, there weren't podcasts, but there were Melbourne football-playing journalists um, and pretty good ones at that too. Are you saying he was a player and a journalist at the same time or after his playing career? Uh, I'd have to check on that. Um, might yeah. Need, might need to get Super Mercado to, to call in. Super Mercado would know that. Yeah, he would. Um, but to answer, answer your question, I know absolutely nothing about the Casey game. So all, all it's a shame that uh, we haven't seen Drunken online for a while. Um uh, because obviously he's our eyes and ears down there, so um, we might need to get Casey from Casey on one evening, perhaps. We will uh, indeed. Um, all I can see, I saw the best. Uh, we had uh, Wagner, uh, James Jordan, and the, the word I'm hearing on James Jordan, people are quite bullish about him. Probably won't see him till next year, but um, it sounds good. Uh, Lever got in the best uh, as well. Uh, good to see, and Kennedy Harris again. So uh, we thought, uh, you know, Kennedy Harris would get a game uh, this week. Uh, they obviously brought in Dunkley ahead of him. Um, so Kennedy Harris would want to get into the team at some point, and I'm not sure what his uh, contract status is, uh, but you would think if he doesn't get a game and he's not contracted next year, um, yeah. Yeah, look, if I had my choice and we'll be talking selections in a moment, uh, I'd be replacing Nibbler with Kennedy Harris this week. Yeah, I, I was very disappointed in Nibbler. I know he had a couple of shots on goal, but he's got a, you know, f uh, that's what he's in there for. He's in there for the crumbing forward uh, role. Um, he's just not doing it for me. Hasn't, hasn't all year. Yeah, I mean, he's not a crumbing forward, but he's no, not no, doing no, anything. He's, he's not, he's, he's sort of a link man down yeah. there but he's breaking the link in the chain more often than not, failing to capitalise on the scoring opportunities that he does get. So, you know, it's, it's a bit like Tommy Bug. Um, 
but uh, yeah, Tommy Bug was getting more of the ball. Nibbler's way off base at the moment, um, and just doesn't just doesn't make his possessions count when he gets them. We can take this opportunity and talk changes uh, for now. Ne- well, we can go first off. Uh, I should just note, Percy Beams didn't become a writer at the age until he'd finished his football career, so he wasn't doing the two at the same time, although um, footballers weren't full-time then, so he must have been doing something. Yeah, but then again, there are footballers these days who are semi-journalists. They're writing in the papers. and uh, That's true. True, Max is a bit like that. Yeah. Uh, our injury list, just when we think it's uh, being whittled down a little bit uh, with returns of Lever and uh, Jetta and Maxi for a week, uh, we've got more injuries. Um, well, we know uh, the seasons, Joel Smith, get Jeffy Garlett now, um, Tommy McDonald. Um, and the interesting thing I see here is Jake Milksham is still listed as three to four weeks. He, he's been three to four weeks for at least three to four weeks. Um, Almost since the time he did it, no? Yeah. I think or did he, he start longer? I think initially but, he might yeah. have four to six or five to seven or something, and but it, it hasn't really whittled down that much. Um, I doubt we're going to see him uh, again this year, so uh, you can almost put a season on that one. I doubt he'll come back for the last game. Uh, or two, but and uh, you know how crucial was he last year? Well, what stat um, was he leading in? Um, there was a, there was a stat. Uh, uh, it was assist, contested one on one contests in the yeah. forward. Yeah, and he also fifty. I think also his inside fifty stats or something like that. Um, yeah. Kev Martin had Jake um, running laps at training this week, so as in Jake Lever. Uh, oh, sorry, Jake, Jake Melksham running laps. Sorry. Yes. Um, uh, well, that doesn't bode bode well if he's not. Uh, oh, no. I don't know if he's just running laps. You'd, you'd want mm. him to start. Uh, I don't know. I, I can't see him playing uh, again this year. That's that's my tip. Doesn't look likely at the moment, does it? No. Um, interesting. Tim Smith who's got to be the unluckiest uh, guy, cannot string games together, uh, is listed as a calf but TBC. And TBC in Melbourne talk is we have no idea what's wrong. <laughs> and it could be four to six. Got Billy Stretch uh, with the foot is TBC. Aaron Vandenberg is ankle, TBC. Generally, when you put on the TC, TBC list, uh, you never never see <laughs> these guys ever again. <laughs> never TB seen again. Exactly. Yep. In the words of the great Mark Neal, that is what it is. Now, did uh, Kev Martin, that because that, uh, I spent very little time uh, on Demon Land, just snippets here and there, uh, while I'm away, but I did read his training report and I noticed that, um, he, did he mention that Braden Proust wasn't cited? Yes. Is, yes. That, is that a cause for concern? Uh, is I wouldn't have thought so. I would have thought, you know, he played a full, a full heavy game, yeah. um, throwing that heavy frame of his around on the weekend, so uh, not surprising to miss an early training week, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, that was um, Tuesday session. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned Tim Smith um, being unlucky before. Who's unluckier, Tim or Joel? And should we just get rid of both Smiths um, and their cursed luck? Well, you'll have a lot of uh, Smith. If you look up Smith in the uh, phone book, you'll find a lot of them there. So you wouldn't want to uh, be discriminatory to the, to the Smith <laughs> name. You'll have lots of people. It might miss out on the next norm as well, yeah, I that's, suppose. That's true. Um, yeah. Um, our injury list, yeah, Maxi. Well, hopefully he comes back this week. So changes this week. Um, looks like Lever got through the game. Um, yep. Uh, what do you do? I mean, you know, people. I, I read a few people saying, "No, don't rush Lever back into the into the team." But what's the difference if he plays? Obviously, you want to he's, give him some games to get some touch. But uh, he's playing football. He's playing football. He can potentially <laughs> get injured. So, uh, if he's ready to play a full game of, of footy, then 
I'd have him in the seniors, particularly with yeah. uh, Hoare going down, Petty, depending on whether he gets up from the concussion, I think we need to, to bring him back in. Was it against the Dogs that he went down last yeah, year? At, at Marvel as well. So. At Marvel. So maybe there's a superstitious reason not to bring him back. But, you know, if you think how innocuous the injury was last year, I mean, you know, you can get that almost walking from your car into um, into Gosh's. So, uh, yeah, this idea that, you know, he's somehow protected at, uh, at Casey's, um, yeah, uh, misguided. I didn't see the incident with Tom McDonald, but someone said it was quite a similar thing. Um, that it, it, it wasn't, it didn't look to be too bad, but obviously, you know, it's just that. Term. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that on a number of uh, on a number of occasions, haven't we? Really innocuous knocks that turn out to be very serious. So, so Jeddah Jeddah played uh, in the twos. Um, Last week, I don't think he had a hell of a lot of uh, lo- hell of a lot of touches, but um, bring him back. Was that his first game? Yeah, I believe so. Um, he's been oh, out. He's been out a while. So he's been out a while. Uh, I guess, and again, I apologies for not reading, reading the Casey thread, but uh, you know, it would depend really on how much game time he had last weekend as to how ready he is for this weekend. Yeah, I don't have uh, any stats on that. All I've got are his uh, match stats, uh, which just say six kicks, two handballs, one mark, one tackle. Yeah, George on the ad has just posted in the chat room, Jetta was on limited minutes, so yeah, you would I would have thought they'll probably um, yeah, play, play give him a, a second game with Casey. Yep. Yeah, so... Um, hmm. I don't know who well, you bring in. Maybe you take out a, a nibbler, put in Jay Kennedy. I'd like to see, Kennedy, I said it last week, I'd like to see uh, what he's got, particularly if he is coming to the end of a contract. Uh, you've got nothing to lose. So, uh, yeah, lever for Hall. Yep. We don't um, know about we don't know about Petty yet. Uh, T-Mac, uh, well, if Max is back, then Max takes his place and, and possibly just swaps out with Brucey in the forward line. Um. Petty for OMAC, if that happens. Well, if Petty happens. doesn't come up, then you think OMAC is the, is the one to come in. And uh, 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 ba- Bailey Fritch, uh, he was playing all right. Uh, and I thought he, he yeah, played really well. Then when he hurt his knee at the knock to the knee, um, he had to remain on the ground. Uh, I don't know if, he, if he, under normal circumstances they might have bought him off. So there's a possibility he could be... But I don't know. Yeah, the other issue is, and Bailey started, I think, on a wing. Um, but then after Hall went off, he then had to go back again. So, um, But look, I, I saw people complaining, it must have been in the post-match thread, that he had a few turnovers, and he did. But uh, it was definitely his best game for the season. Um, so, Someone said uh, he had, did he have 13 disposals in the first quarter? Yeah, he had a lot of the ball. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and looked looked good uh, up the ground. So, well, I've um, I've been saying it for weeks. I, I given a full full team and you know full complement in the back line and and having Jetta in there and Hibbard uh, fit and obviously Lever and May and and Hall in the team, uh, Salem as well. I'd like to see Bailey moved up the ground. I think that's uh, his best position. I understand why they've been playing him in defence, but, yeah, uh, ideally I'd love him to uh, move up the ground. Yeah, Good Oil says it would be madness to play May, Frost, Lever and Omak against the Dogs. And uh, that is, yeah. I mean, Lever's, yeah. uh, Lever would be taller than Hall, wouldn't he? Hall's been playing that similar type of role, so. Yeah, Uh, Mm. yeah, so, all right, Omak, you got to stay go back to Casey for another week. Um, Look, it'll be interesting selection. Selection's been interesting all year, and particularly the Jay Kennedy-Harris question. Um, you'd really think this is this is sort of it for him. Last roll of the dice, I agree. All yep. right. Um, anything else, uh, Mr Viney, before we wrap up? 
On Monday morning, I went into my local coffee shop and Ronald Dale Barassi was in there uh, with his son, who's in there quite a bit. And just before they got up, I said to him, I asked him whether he um, had seen the wind the day before. And he said, don't tell anyone, but no, I didn't. Mm. Uh, and I told him he didn't miss much. And he asked me, um, asked me if I'm back from Melbourne. I said, uh, absolutely, grew up with 31 on my back. And he said, that's a pretty good number. He winked at me and then he walked out of there. Right. So uh, that made my day and almost made my wake. I love to – I still, you know, um, we're not young anymore, but I feel like a little kid when I see Ron Barassi um, at games or um, as it was the other morning or, or on the streets. So, um, yeah, what a legend. All right, a couple of things there, first of all. He told you not to tell anyone. You've just told uh, at least a couple of hundred people that listen to this podcast. Second of all, you had him there, and you could have invited him onto the onto the podcast as well. Uh, that, that, that poor form by you. Yeah, I've uh, <laughs> um, I've been negligent in my duties, haven't I? I mean, what a, what a better guest to get than uh, Ronald Albarassi. Uh, on, on I was so star, starstruck, it didn't even enter my mind. And it's like that, <laughs> like that whenever I see him. Um, we do see him a bit at the yeah, footy. He, sits, he often sits, sits, uh, sits near us. So yeah. um, it is great to see him. And he, look, he, I think he's 83 or 84. He looks great. So um, it was really good to see him. Yeah, put a jumper on him and get, get him out there. We need a bit of uh, the Ronald Barassi magic. Uh, Indeed, we do. All right. Uh, with that, uh, I think it's uh, time to uh, wrap things up uh, for this week. Uh, next week, I'll be back back home and back in the Demonland studio, so the audio might be a little bit better. We'll be able to take calls, and I think I think maybe next week. I think we've got uh, we've got another uh, former demon. Uh, Stephen Stretch on, but I've got to confirm that with him, if not next week, then the week after. Um, thank you, Great Viney, uh, for joining us, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Go Demons! Go Dees!